Hey, I'm Matt Hudges, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How about you? I am doing great. We're almost uh, the the uh, we got a lot of rain here in the South, both probably down there in Jacksonville and here in Atlanta. And all of a sudden, it's it's over this afternoon, and it's very cool, almost like this is the real start of the fall. What's it like down there? I think it was 100 today, so. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> That's great. All right, episode 144, Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. So imposter syndrome shows itself in your business and in your personal beliefs many, many different ways and many different avenues, right? And so it's funny, I've had a couple of those conversations recently in the last couple of days, but we do see it all the time with business owners. Um and professionals in general, where you feel like an imposter. Oh my gosh, they're going to find me out. You know, um, like for instance, doctors, you know, they get out of college, they've studied all this time, and then they go through this intern, internship, and then like they might practice for like five years, and they're still going, I hope nobody figures out that I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, that's, that's imposter syndrome. It happens in almost every, every type of uh, Almost every type of business and industry. It's funny you mention that, right? So, so medical in general, it, it, very specific. It's there's there's a lot of research that says so. You want the old timey doctors if he's a specialist, right? But you want the younger doctor if it's something new, that new technology that a lot of the older doctors aren't up to speed. Whereas the the newer doctors and, and whatever term that is is that not your first year out of school, maybe your third to fifth year out of school, you have more, more recent research or more up to date on the latest and greatest techniques or strategies. And so you might feel like an imposter, but you probably know more than the old timer because you know the new tech and the new, you know, the new ways. So well, let's, so I'll, 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 I'll give an example of uh, imposter syndrome in my life so we can really get yeah. So, um, in about 2004, I think we talked about it um, on the show before. Um, I had I wrote I, I took some copywriting uh, coaching back then uh, with through a guy named Clayton Makepeace, who's now passed away, but um, and Dan Kennedy. And so I wrote this lead magnet, and it it brought in all this business. It brought in uh, you know arguably close to a hundred million dollars over a ten year period of time in my business. Um, here I am years later, I go and get coaching from Ray Edwards organization and uh, become one of their certified copywriters. And now I'm a certified copywriting coach. And to this day, I still don't feel qualified as a copywriter. I've had enormous training in, and I've generated hundreds, you know, in excess of a hundred million dollars in with, with copy that I've written. And at the same time, I still don't feel that I'm like, what if somebody figures out, I don't know what I'm doing as a copywriter. So that's, that's imposter syndrome. No matter how much experience you have, there's always this level of doubt and it's self-doubt. This is mindset. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Well, it's funny you said, I have uh, two examples on top of that, that you were just talking about where uh, one of my guys was talking to him. I think it was yesterday via text and I just, and he was actually saying those exact words. I want to become an expert. I want to make sure I'm an expert before I do any of this. I want to be an expert before. And same thing that, that you will say to yourself to boost or what I, what I actually told him. So, but what's the definition, definition of an expert? An expert is just somebody who knows more than the average person, 
right? So my point, my, my text back to him was, you already are an expert, right? So, so an expert in copywriting, you've had two sets of training for copywriting. By definition, you are an expert because you have more copyright experience than me, right? I'm the average person, right? My guy I was talking to via text, he's an expert in, in areas because he knows more than the average consumer, right? You just gotta own up. An expert doesn't have to know all the questions. An expert has to know more than the average person. So right? to, to overcome, um, yeah. some because we're talking, the, the show is yeah. overcoming imposter yeah. syndrome. So one of the things I started to do to overcome imposter syndrome is I decided to triple my fees that I charge. That was the first okay. thing I did. I said, I'm gonna start charging three times as much that way, the clients that I do get um, won't, you know, they'll be worthwhile and I'll work harder to make sure that we have success. So, so one of the things I started to do was elevate my belief in myself and said, I'm going to charge more for what I do. And I just quoted an unbelievable fee today that I couldn't, uh, a year ago, I would have never pictured myself quoting a fee, a six figure fee on a, on a, and they didn't flinch. So that's, a good <laughs> but, but it took, that was my way of overcoming imposter syndrome because I know if I bring on the client that they'll get results. That's the other side of it is, is now knowing if I bring in this big fee, I'm, I'm not going to poke at this. I'm going to get it right. right. You're going to give it your all. Yes. So it, it, you kind of, to overcome these, these feelings of doubt, we all have them. It's really a mindset to say, I'm going to focus on, like if you want to be a sharpshooter, well, to overcome like your fear of not being good enough, what do you have to do? You have to constantly be shooting at a target, I would imagine. I'm not a sharpshooter or anything like that, but in order to improve, you're going to constantly have to prove, you know, to, to be shooting. And so constantly, but the other part of overcoming imposter syndrome, I think is knowing that almost inevitably there's always someone better than you and that's okay. And that's okay. You, you said three or four things right there, right? So, so I'm a big golf nut. I know you like to golf too. And so Phil Mickelson talks about the imposter syndrome. So, you know, he's been a very good putter through his career and he's been a bad putter at times. Right. And so when he was going through rough times, he had this little drill while he'll putt a hundred four footers in a row. He goes around the circle and he doesn't stop till he makes a hundred in a row. That's the repetition. That's the building, the confidence. That's getting over the imposter syndrome, knowing that, hey, I've done this a hundred times, literally, before the round practice or last night after the round, that I know I've done this a hundred times. Literally, this is no big deal. So you get expertise by, by building up your skill set. I'm working with a company right now that's in a dental training, okay? So, so uh, they do dental training, uh, continue education. There is research. So the average dentist, when they get out of dental school, has only done four crowns, okay? Maybe five. I forget. Four crowns. How can you be an expert at crowns? You've only done four your entire four years of dental school. There's this group of research that says you don't really get any good until you've done 200, right? So are you going to go 200 on patients or are you going to go 200 on a simulator? This company does the simulator version and says, hey, Dave, why don't you go ahead and do your 200s? On the simulator, wow. now you've got the repetition because then your failure rate of your crown, when you're not very good, it's a 50-50 chance you're gonna mess it up. Once you get over that magic number, it's kind of like that 10,000 hour thing of uh, Malcolm Gladwell, you become an expert once you've done 10,000 hours. 
of a certain subject. There's actual medical research on dentistry. When you've done a procedure 200 times, your failure rate goes way down, 3%, 2%, 1% after you've been the rep. It's almost like a cliff. So how do you get over imposter syndrome? You get your reps in. You mentioned being a sharpshooter, get your reps in. You mentioned being a free throw shooter, get your reps in. That's one of the ways to get through the, the, the um, imposter syndrome is work hard. Uh, know you can do it. Have successful results, right? Practice. Information that Shaq maybe could have used when he was a free throw shooter. <laughs> he was just stubborn. He was just stubborn. He just didn't care. About, but at the same time, um, uh, commercial pilots, in order to get your commercial pilot license, you mentioned 10,000 hours. That's, that's the first prerequisite. You got to have 10,000 hours before you're elevated to commercial pilot status. So now you're just beginning your career. And now think about that on a, on a simulator. Um, I, what's that movie where the guy landed in the Hudson River? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hudson. Yes. They talk, when he was in, in the courtroom, they, all of these people, they finally landed the simulator properly. And then, um, you know, his, his question. Sully, was, Sully, that's the guy's Sully, name. Yeah. Sully, Captain he Sully. Said, he said, well, how many times did you uh, crash before you landed that properly? And they said, you know, it was like 19 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, I only got one chance. I only had one chance. And so, but that's the thing, that one chance, it, you know, it's your business. You may be going after this big client or whatever, and you only got one chance. The practice, you know, the, if you're in sales, the quoting the big fee, if you're, um, or you're trying to land that $100 million client for your financial business, and that, you know, that's a, a life-changing client. Well, you, you better have all of your, um, all your ducks in a row. When, and you, that means you've done it and practiced it so many times that the imposter syndrome may still be there, but like Phil Mickelson, it's subconscious. The four-footer right. should be subconscious. And, and right. that's what you need. And even when it's subconscious, you watch those pros, they still miss four-foot putts on occasion. But they, they still miss them. And that's what I think Jack Nicholas is famous for. He said, I never remember a putt that I missed. I go back that night and remember that I made it. Well, that's cool. So he, isn't that kind of cool? So he, 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 I think I remember it's him or some version of that, which is okay to lie to yourself. I go home and remember that I made that four-foot putt. So I never have any bad memories in the memory banks. It's funny, so Lee, Trevino, Lee Trevino, on the same subject, to okay. keep it fun, Lee Trevino said, I've never hit a bad shot. It's, it's the course, it's the wind, it's the rain, but there I've never go. hit a bad shot. But here you go. That's a great way to go through life. Much better than I suck and every shot I hit is terrible, right? It's okay to lie to yourself. He'll have better results saying that he never hit a bad shot than he would every shot I hit is terrible right? You would just have better results, right? They talk about that. Tony Robbins talks about that. You know, you can have a, a good attitude or a bad attitude. It doesn't guarantee you to have good results having the good attitude, but it sure as heck give you a better chance than if you have a bad attitude, right? I used to have this salesperson who, who worked for our uh, electrical company. And whenever he didn't get a sale, he'd always say, those guys are assholes. He always blamed it on, on yeah, the yeah. So it was similar. But it was funny because I'd laugh every time he said it because I'm like, well, it can't always be them. And he goes, it's always them. It's always them. <laughs> He's so, protecting his ego. That's okay. So the counter, the, 
another way to overcome the, the imposter syndrome. So one is to practice, 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 practice. The other is to do, you know, Nike, just do it. Nike, just do it. The conversation that we were having with, with my guy the other night, and he's, I need to become an expert. And I'm like, you already are an expert. You just need to go do it. You just need to go do it. You just need to get out there. Um, I'm doing something right now. And one of my, we were talking offline and, and I'm trying something new and I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. Now I'm having good results and I'm getting better at it, but I'm just doing it. Right. So for me, a lot of times my becoming overcoming the imposter syndrome is I don't like to practice a, a hundred and a thousand times. I did a webinar Monday on taxes and retirement. Okay. I got this presentation. Some guys would go practice, you know, four or five, six hours. That's not me. I did it one time. I didn't think I really did. I kind of skimmed through it one time and then I just go, then I just go. But that's how I learn. That's how I become overcome imposter syndrome is I just do it. Me, it's better for me because uh, I can second guess myself forever, right? I could spend hours and hours practicing a presentation and I'll always think it's not good enough. It's not good enough, right? And I'll always can. So for me, it's better just practice it once, two, three times. And then we just got to go. We just got to do it. For me, I'm doing some client reviews. It's better just to try these new things and make adjustments on the fly. That's the way I do it. So there's no right or wrong, but you know, practice, 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 make 101 foot putts or just do it. We're going to switch the putter uh, instead of, I'm going to go left hand low on all my four footers. Let's just do this thing. Well, and that's, um, so uh, again, this is a mindset and we can go yeah. back yeah. to Napoleon Hill. I believe it was the first chapter of Think and Grow Rich where He's talking about overcoming fear, and his statement is action cures fear. Imposter yes. syndrome is based in a fear that I'm not good enough. I don't, you know, I'm not experienced enough. I'm not this. So there's a fear in it. And so, like you said, I mean, Napoleon Hill, that's a straight characteristic, straight out of that book, action cures fear. So when you're facing imposter syndrome, do the thing that you're afraid of. I mean, that's, I mean, the thing that's making you feel like the imposter, do it. Because, um, first of all, as you start doing it, you're like, well, maybe, maybe this ain't so bad. I mean, right, right. And, and maybe you look like you know what you're doing. But maybe you'll fail and you'll learn from the failure, oh, that's how I'm supposed to do it, too. That's okay to fail. Oh, it's totally okay. That's what I mean by the fail fast. We hear that term all the time. I'm watching a show right now called Billions. I think it's a showtime. It's about a hedge fund and a U.S. attorney's office. And they're always fighting against each other. The U.S. attorney says, oh, he's a cheater. And the hedge fund manager is, no, I'm not a cheater, but maybe he is. But anyway, a lot of those guys have imposter syndromes, right? These guys are, are, are famous traders in the show, and they've got imposter syndrome. The U.S. attorney is always afraid of failing and looking bad. So he's worried about the imposter syndrome. He's going to get the better of me again, Right. So even these people that are supposed to be at the pinnacle of their, I know it's a fictional TV show, but within fiction, there's truth, right? Here's people at the pinnacle of their professions and they still have self-doubt. They still have imposter syndrome. They still have, I can lose it all tomorrow. I can, U.S. attorney and I get, and I go, I can be the hedge fund manager guru and, you know, boom, lose it all. So there's this imposter syndrome. Now what they're doing is they're using that imposter syndrome, that fear as a driver, as a force, instead of quitting and shutting down, they're taking action. Yeah. They're taking the risk. They're doing something. Not always good, right? That's why the drama of the TV show, right? They're not always doing the right good things, but they're doing things is my point. 
They don't just sit there and say, oh, I suck and I'll never get any better and I'm just going to shut down my fund. Hey, I'm just going to retire as a U.S. Uh, district attorney because I'm no good, right? They are taking action. That's it. And, and I think, um, see, in business, I don't, I don't care what type of business you're in, business is a series of continually taking risk. If you're not taking risks in business, and I don't mean necessarily giant risks, it's, it's calculated risk. Because if you're gonna grow your business, well, I'm gonna have to spend money on this marketing, or I'm gonna have to spend money with this business coach. And that risk, we, you and I talked about this, you just hired a business coach. And I said, right. what's, what's the worst that could happen? You could spend the fee and learn something and, yeah. and lose the fee, but no matter what, you're gonna learn something and make money. We have a different philosophy today than we did back then because my kids, I always had this expression, it's just money, you know, because once you learn that part of making money is actually losing money. <laughs> That's pretty good. Make money, you have to lose money at some points because that means, oh, I, I put this at risk and it didn't come out. So maybe I ought to do a little more research the next next time. But you want to talk about imposter syndrome. I'm entering this this world of syndicated real estate. We've talked about this. And I've been in real estate for 29 years. And now I'm entering this bigger world where I want to buy apartment complexes and multi uh, uh, and, and maybe even mini storage. And so I feel like an imposter. But what am I doing? I'm number one, I'm taking action. Yep. Number two, I'm studying everything I can find on the subject of syndication. And so, so and, and, I, and I'm out there, I'm going to put myself out there and I may fall on my face. I mean, I may miss a couple of deals because I can't put the deal together, but, but I'm going to get out there and I'm going to take action. Just like you said, take action on, on whatever it is I'm doing. I'll practice a little, but I'm going to actually take action and start looking to acquire some, pro some bigger properties. And so it's funny you say that. Yeah. I love that. One of the things just reminded me, so you're saying in your family, you got to, you know, lose money to make money or however you said that. So P90X, Tony Horton, P90X was one of those online courses or whatever like that. And he's still around, by the way. Now I think he's 61, 62 years old. He still looks great. He's freaking awesome. He had a saying that was, do your best, forget the rest. Do your best, forget the rest. So that's been a constant theme in our house for years, which I will tell my girls, whether it be a sports, whether it be a, a school activity, whether it be going through rush and sororities, right? Do your best, forget the rest, which goes into that same concept. And I literally just, one of my daughters had an accounting test on Monday. There's my text. You know, I love you. Do your best, forget the rest, right? And then what happens after the, after the test or after, this is where we get into learning from your mistakes or learning from your successes. It would be what worked, Go back to that. My daughter took the accounting test. I don't know what she made yet, but just let's say she let's say she made a great grade. The positives. What did she learn? How did I study? How many hours did I study? What method did I use? Flashcards? Do I review notes? Do I rewrite my notes? Whatever that was. Now she's got a formula to be successful at the next accounting test. Right? Do your best. Forget the rest, and learn from it. Right? What if she didn't do well? We would say, well, what worked? What didn't work? What can we do to improve your chances of making a better grade next time? Do we need a tutor? Do we need more hours? Do we need flashcards? Do you need to rewrite your notes? People learn different ways, different styles. But my point is, she would come up with her own success manual. Either way, she did great. 
we would have a success manual, do this again. She did poorly, do this again. They talk about this in sports all the time. You gotta learn to win. You gotta learn to be a winner. You have these uh, uh, athletes that come out of college as great athletes and they have an adjustment period in pros. Very rarely do they, do they become out as an expert, as a pro, right? They gotta learn to win. They learn to win as a teenager. They learn to win in college. They learn to win as a pro. I think it's Netflix has a documentary on Michael Schumacher. He's a uh, Formula One racer, right? I started watching that last night. I'm only about halfway done. He, had, he was a great go-kart racer as a teenager. Then he gets to be, started racing like sports cars in his early 20s. And then by luck and happenstance, I think he was 23, 24, he got into a Formula One car halfway through the year and finished seventh place, which is like unheard of for a Formula One rookie. Most, most of the time your peaks are somewhere between 27 to 32 for a Formula One racer. But he had, to, he had to learn to be successful. He had to learn to do it. He had to be very methodical and practice and have the confidence because you can't tell me you're getting into a Formula One race car that goes 200 miles an hour and you don't have a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? Well, you know, it's funny you say that, but what's, what, what's, what's under all that, uh, my, my son had this uh, karate teacher, uh, his, his master pack, Pax Academy, he's, he's trained, I mean, Master Pack's probably 80 years old now, still, still at a, uh, you know, at a studio every day training kids, but what he used to say is, anybody can win. When you learn how to lose, you'll learn how to win. Because, you know, really, it's in failure, like you just said, uh, well, he came in seventh, okay, so that wasn't winning. It might have looked winning on the surface, he still lost, he was he was the he was the sixth loser technically. Yeah, it took him one year before he won his first race. One year of Formula One professional racing before he won. But learning to lose means being willing to fall on your face. But you said it a bunch of times. Do. It's it starts with doing. You know the the there is no try. There there's only do. That's Yoda. Um, right, but right, right. <laughs> in that statement is so much. You've got to do in the only way. Um, the only way you can't win when you're doing is when you fall, you don't get up one more time. You just keep getting up and you keep, you keep your eye on the prize. The imposter syndrome will not go away until you've won typically a few times. You know, that's a great point. What, what, so I'll go back to my billion show. I'm watching that right now. Again, I told you it's, we're binging on that. Part of it can also, so you can do, you can learn by practicing, right? You could learn by, um, doing hey just do it right one of the ones on there was um i think it was on the episodes i just watched in season three and it was u.s attorney what's the worst case scenario what is the worst case scenario and instead of being scared of that let's write it all out and figure out am i going to be okay if the worst case scenario happens or how could i overcome it if the worst case scenario comes to pass and as a matter of fact, he ended up using it as a way to catch the criminal. You know, uh, the worst case scenario happens, and then I know that's gonna happen because I know it's gonna happen. I can be there waiting and setting the trap. So go back to business. What's the worst that can happen? You're, you've got a new sales pitch. You're going to a big client, a new big prospect. Worst that's gonna happen is he's gonna tell me, heck no, get out of my face, get out of the office, right? There's your worst case scenario. Number one, you could be, now you're ready for it, prepared for it. Maybe number two, you actually have a comeback for it. 
hey, most people would tell me to get the heck out of their office and come back another day. But Mr. Smith, let me tell you why that's not the case with me, right? So you might actually say, worst case scenario comes to fruition, how can I overcome it? And usually it's not as, the point of all that is usually not as bad as we, a lot of times it's the fear is worse than the actual worst case scenario. The fear of not knowing is, is one of those things like, yeah. or the fear of, I think the fear of failure is a real, I mean, there's a lot, it's all based in fear though. And, and yeah. of course the doing is what, what makes the fear go away. And so, but it's also repetition, like you said earlier, like Phil Mickelson, um, free throw shooters. Um, but in business now, one of the things that I like to do with repetition is, is I, I write a lot cause I'm a copywriter, but right. um, in that writing is when I really clarify the message that I'm trying to deliver. And if, especially if it's a sales message, when it comes time to sell, I've got it because I've written it so in depth. Yes. yes. I know what the best points are. And, and if, if I'm talking to my audience, we always talk about your target audience. I know what points they're looking for because I wrote it to them. And so, um, but it's still the, the imposter syndrome is always going to be there no matter what you do. And always going to be there no matter how successful. And that's part of what all these athletes talk about. There's always, there's always nervous on the first tee, right? We got the Ryder cup coming up for golf. These professional golfers who have been in the Ryder cup still talk about how you're nervous on the first tee. And that's good. Remember, this was like a Tony Robbins story. And I think I've told this before in a past episode where Tony Robbins says, I've got two entertainers and they're, they're both seasoned professionals. And the first entertainer says, uh, Tony, I need your help. I got stage fright. Well, tell me how that feels, Tony says. And, and the entertainer goes, gosh, every time right before I go on stage, my palm sweats. I get sweats on my forehead. My tummy's turning up and down. And I think, oh my goodness. I got stage fright. I can't do this. The opposite, he goes over here and he's got, I think it was actually Bruce Springsteen, the, the other case, which like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, you know, how do you do it? How do you overcome stage fright? And what do you do? And he says, oh, how do I know that I'm, when I'm really ready to go? Tony says, yeah, how do you know you're really ready to go? He says, right before I get on stage, my palms are sweaty, my foreheads are sweaty, my tummy is turning. And I think, yes, I'm ready to go. So you have two entertainers experiencing the same event or the same feelings. One is like, oh my gosh, that's the imposter syndrome, the stage fright. And you got Bruce Springsteen saying, that's when I know it's time to go. And that's what the golfers talk about, the Ryder Cup, the first tee, I got my tummy turned. Now I know Ryder Cup has started, right? The last nine holes of any golf, they say the last nine holes of the Masters, the most exciting golf in sports, right? That's when you get nervous, the last nine holes. Now I know it's time. Now I know it's time to step up. So a lot of these guys talk about when you're nervous, that's when you're supposed to take action. That's when you know the game started. So I'm trying to bring it full circle. And really we're talking about the imposter syndrome and there are ways to overcome it, right? First of all, imposter syndrome happens to everybody. Athletes, business owners, tycoons, anybody and everybody. It happens to all of us, that's number one, admit it. Number two, there are multiple ways to overcome it, right? Study, practice, do 104-foot putts, practice your routine, practice your sales pitch. That's number one. Number two, you could be just do it. Hey, we're going to wing it, and let's see, and we'll adjust it on the fly, right? It could be a combination of the two. I'm going to go read, read and research, write and practice, wing it, adjust it. So that way when I know I get – a lot of times they say practice on the lower client before you get to the big client, right? So now you've – You've messed up on the smaller clients, the smaller prospects. By the time you get to the big client, you've got your speech honed, 
right? So there are many ways to overcome the imposter syndrome, right? The point is we all get it and there are ways to overcome it. And sitting there doing nothing or doing the same and expecting a different result, definition of insanity, we know that doesn't work. Yeah, but, I think, go ahead. I, say, I think preparation is a big one. Um, that if you're prepared, uh, then that's, you know, if you have a plan and you're prepared for it, that's the best position you can put yourself to overcome those jitters. How are you prepared? Practice, right? So that practice, yeah. Worst case scenario, that was, I forgot, number four, I said, where they say, what's the worst case scenario that can happen? Or am I going to be okay with the worst case scenario? The guy tells me to get the heck out of his office. That's fine. I won't cry. I've got other, you know, prospects I could work with, but you might use it how to turn it around. Well, this is what he tells me to get the heck out of his office and I'll have some cool one-liner to turn it all around. Anyway, this is what we do. Dave, you and I want to help business owners overcome their imposter syndrome, right? This is what we do in our group coaching in our mastermind group. You guys are interested in that. Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com. Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Help you overcome your imposter syndrome, right? Uh, this is also what we do. Our irresistible offer we talk about is we can find any business owner, $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 without spending a dollar more on advertising and marketing. That's our irresistible offer. If you want to take advantage of that, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Three things you need for success, right? You need a commitment, you need a roadmap, you need a support group. Our group coaching, our mastermind group is both the roadmap because people have done it, we've done it, the people in the group have done it, and the support group here to help you bounce ideas off, generate ideas, give you the courage to do, to take the action you're supposed to take. We just need your commitment to be successful. You're not going to be successful being uh, imposter syndrome, sitting around doing nothing, sitting around just reading, right? You got to take action. You got to do something. You got to get out of your comfort zone. That's how you overcome the imposter syndrome. We can help you do it. You can do it on your own, but it, but either way, you got to take action to overcome the imposter syndrome. I love this stuff. You love this stuff. ProfitabilityMD.com, our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD.com. Obviously, this podcast, ProfitabilityMD, anywhere you find podcasts. Always fun, Dave. Always fun, man. All right, have a great afternoon. Take care. All right, buddy. See you.